Hi there. You're watching Sipping Off the Cup on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our platforms. I'm Mike Morales here in San Antonio, and that gentleman is... Felipe de Herida in the UK, just outside Ooh. of London. Just outside London. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. where, where I thought I had an extra hour of, of daylight, but I guess not. So, <laughs> um, Felipe and I have had the, the, the wonderful uh, distinction of being the first uh, to taste and discuss Bacanora Pascola. This is a brand new uh, agave spirit. Uh, well, actually, it's got its own denomination of origin, so it is officially a Bacanora out of Sonora. We've discussed the, the Blanco, which they're calling a, a, a Blanco. This is the Reposado, and I should probably go into a, a couple of things. It is made, according to the information on the back, you know, we have, we have some information on the website um, by the importers. We also have some information from the POS material, the, the, the point of sale material that they sent to us. It is made, it is 100% agave agastafolia haw, H-A-W, um, which has been recognized as the, uh, I would say it's the official plant of the state that make that you can make Bacanora with. It does have a denomination of origin that was, um, uh, what was it, 2005, I believe? 2005, yeah. It received its official, it, it was illegal in the 90s. This stuff was moonshine. I know, it's, it's incredible to think, isn't it? Well, you know, the, the, funny, the funny story was, uh, this is my first, my first Bacanora and Felipe's first Bacanora. I've had mezcals and we've had all kinds of tequilas, obviously, and, and other agave spirits. Do you know who told me that, that he grew up drinking Bacanora? And the first, person, the first person that ever mentioned that to me was a gentleman who has his own line of tequila called Mexican Moonshine. He's a rock, he's a rock star, um, and, and um, his line is, is Mexican Moonshine. The the group is uh, wow. Why does it escape? Why is it that it does that to me? It escape. Roger Klein. It's called Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. We we've, we've known each other for a long time. He is an independent uh, artist. Uh, you can catch his latest CD. But when he grew up, he grew up in Arizona, and he 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 told us stories, and, and we've actually filmed a couple of interviews with him, and he would tell us stories that while he was helping his grandfather on the ranch. That that they would um, they would sneak bacanora, you know, and I thought to myself, wow, you know, that's really some rustic stuff, because I can see where you know the Sotol has a history of being of being um, bootlegged into Texas from Chihuahua, but but that's the first I had heard that uh, you know a white American male growing up in in South, Southern Arizona. Yeah out in the middle of nowhere was was drinking bacanora so he had a, a a taste for the rustic and really enjoyed that and that and that i think became began his his journey into um in into tequila but but he grew up drinking bacanora and i thought wow you know so when he was drinking it it literally was illegal does it come out does it come out in his music yeah, well, the, his his tequila does. His tequila is Mexican nice. moonshine. Uh, he's a wonderful guy, just a great guy to talk to, and, and extremely intelligent and well traveled, and a great mm. guy. You know, somebody who has a um, uh, an affinity for the traditional, 
you know, even though, even though most of his music, and he says, often says, I, I, I took the road less traveled, you know, which is why he's an independent, yeah, uh, an independent rock star, but he's been doing it for a long time. You should look him up. You'd have a, you'd, you'd really enjoy his music. I shall, yeah. Yeah, uh, Roger Klein, and you can find a lot of, uh, just, when you go to our website, tequilaaficionado.com, just punch in Roger Klein, and all the information comes up. That We've had some, some wonderful discussions with him. He's been a really good friend uh, of Tequila Aficionado, and, and we love his tequila. He's also the the official tequila of the Arizona Diamondbacks, the baseball team. <laughs> so uh, that says something. Um, we've, been, we've been singing the praises of, of Pascola Bacanora. At least the Blanco. This is the the Reposado. How how long did you say this was this was being uh, aged, Felipe? Uh, six months uh, is what I came up with. Okay. Which I think that was actually off of their summit, but like I said, uh, with the Blanco, um, my Spanish isn't um, fluent enough for me just to read it, so it might be. I, I have not been. To... I know. I know what six months is in Spanish, so I'm all right with it's, that. It's seis. Yes. Um, seis meses. Seis meses. Uh, this this is a 43 ABV. Uh, they are getting ready to roll out in the United States. By the time you see this video, it will have rolled out officially. Uh, they're they're letting us know when they're going to roll out, so we can you know they can they can have the first tastings. This this is it's an interesting story. The the company that's importing it is Novel Spirits. Uh, they are based uh, also in the UK. Uh, I believe in the UK they're they're called something different. Um, the importers are M A Wine and Spirits in London, uh, but in the United States it's Novel Spirits, and uh, they are related. Uh, hmm. The interesting thing is this is this is a uh, I'm going to say this is a uh, Bacanora that is being curated by a young lady and her partner. I, I, I'm reading through her bio. It's Adriana Torres de la Huerta and her partner, who is the, the founder uh, of uh, uh, Alma Lourdes Peña Gomez is, is also her, uh, uh, her, her partner and apparently a, a, a connoisseur of Bacanora. And the two of them collaborated into bringing us Pascola, which mm. I, I guess what this is is this is interesting. It's almost like the American Coco Pelle, the 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 vision, the the Native American uh, symbol that you see there. I want to man. Yeah. Yeah. It says he is the uh, the mast Pascola, the spirit of Pascola, is a dancer, a host, a speaker, and a storyteller. Hey, that about that about sums it up for all of us, I think. <laughs> well, we'll see how we feel after the bottle, won't we? <laughs> well, you know, we we loved the the blanco, the 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 plata they're calling it. I think uh, the silver is how how it's being brought to us. It's extremely clean. This is um for six months in a barrel, Felipe. It's it's rather yeah. like a light gold color. It's not not very deep. No. That's pro that's nicer. Still a good color. Yeah. It's got some pretty legs and tears. Um we we discovered an initial smokiness that's not unlike some of the early mescals when they first broke onto the market. Um and and that's not off putting, you know, it's not overpowering. 
at least not on the not on the uh, silver. Yeah. But ah, now this one's a little bit sweeter. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, now I'm using my Harito tumbler. This is the one, the longer neck for for tequila. Uh, the one I used previously was the one we use for mezcals or, or other agave spirits. Uh, I like to play with either or, um, just to see if I if I get to pull out anything else. This one's much sweeter on the nose. Definitely, definitely. And the, the, smoke, um, the smoke isn't as overpowering. Exactly. Not that it was it's overpowering less... at the beginning either on the on the on the silver. No. You know, it wasn't like it not was in your face. Yeah, it wasn't it's smoky. Not a you know. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, this one's more in the back. The smoke is more in the background now. Yeah. I I get more barrel, which is kind of nice. I'm getting the. Um... Because there's less of the smoke, the fruit is is more up front. Yeah, well, the, wood, the wood is too. There's some caramel notes, vanilla notes that you normally get in a in a decent tequila, in a decent reposado. Mm -hmm. In fact, you have to really dig which is really unusual to do that with a jarrito to, to actually dig deeper in to find more smoke if you're looking for more smoke if that's what turns you on it's really in the background you got to go a little bit deeper you got to dive a little deeper than you normally would i'd say that's probably more vegetal than the silver once you put in a good breath of it And I go, I, if you've seen me do this, I go from, from left brain to right brain because, you know, depending on the glass that I'm using. With the Jarrito, I don't, I don't necessarily have to dig in so deep, but because this is a new spirit to both of us, mm -hmm. I really, I really want to pinpoint some stuff that, so I'm sure I know what I'm getting. Now, this is a process that, that is baked in stone uh, stone and brick ovens. Mm. Uh, we don't know much about the distillation. We don't know if it's copper. We don't know if it's stainless steel. Um, what does it look like on the website, Felipe? Do do we know? Do we know what the distillation style is? Um, uh, I know you mentioned the fermentation. Looks like they they, they they when they macerate it, and it's probably macerated with a stone wheel. I I would I would go there. Yes. Uh, yeah, so they probably yeah. pick up a lot of the fibers and toss it. Is it a wooden vat? Probably a wooden vat, wouldn't? There was there was no uh, photographs of it or anything like that where it was going. Um, and as for the steels, I didn't pick up any uh, whether it was copper or steel or anything from it. it was yeah. just and then it goes into a steel. It has a very you know the the, the blanco the, the the silver had a very rustic authentic feel to it and yet it was in some in some ways it was very much lighter than than an average mezcal mm. um you know definitely 
it's giving me the munchies. I'm I'm hungry, you know, because and I don't, you know, I don't I don't have a lot, you know. The, with these glasses, it's really interesting. You don't need a whole lot to to open up, but the the blot that really opens up your appetite, like a like a good sotol does for me. I gotta dive in. I gotta find out what this yeah. what what this is like. In, in comparison, that's deeper and smoother. Yeah, isn't it? That's yeah. Almost, da almost too dangerously smooth. As I, as I've mentioned mm -hmm. with the Plata, look, I've been through a third of this bottle. This is a one night, and it's and and it's a forty-two ABV, and I'm I swear to you, I don't get a buzz. I'm not sure if it's so clean that that is that is, or maybe it's the plant, maybe it's the characteristics, maybe it's just me. Um. I, I'm not one to no. age, you know, mezcals in. I prefer uh, my regular mezcals, you know, made of Espadín or out of Oaxaca or other areas or Zacatecas or, you know, uh, I prefer them not aged. But I got to tell you, I really, really enjoyed this Bacandora in a, six months in a barrel. It just gave it an extra layer of complexity. There's more of a like an oaky aftertaste to it. The Blanco, it would go after so long, but this one's kind of tailing, takes a bit longer to towel off with. Well, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with the way uh, the way the silver is processed with mesquite. You mentioned that it's a, they mm. use mesquite wood, and so when the mesquite wears off, the barrel comes in. It looks like it, it's mm. like they're playing off of each other somehow. Mm. There's um sweeter notes as well afterwards. Yeah. With that. Definitely. Now the the ah. smoke does I, I got more of a finish on this one. I don't know if, mm. if you did, but I got more of the of the warm fuzzy that I'm used to having yeah. with a good mezcal. You know, with a with a more higher A B V mescal. Not that Bacanora is not mescal, it is a mescal, but it does have this denomination of origin. Um, so it is. It is. It was. It was illegal in the nineties. It was illegal in the <laughs> since 1915. Was it was illegal. It was yeah. moonshine. <laughs> so it really does have a a a smuggler's. Uh, it has a it has a smuggler's kind of uh, uh, panache, you know, image. More so, I think, than than Sotol. I really love the wood notes on the top, man. Yes. Wow, this is really... See, now, now I've had a couple of glugs of that. I'm getting more of a sweet nose out of it. Yeah, me too. It, it is opening up even more, and I think the oak... Is t is is uh, uh, becoming more prominent. Mm. Not not so much taking over, but I think it's just adding that extra layer of complexity. Because mm. when you first pop this bottle open, you, there's no mistaking that you're having a type of mezcal. So it's not a tequila, um, 
but it but it's hard to pinpoint unless you've had enough mescals or, or sotorals for that matter it's hard to figure out why this was this was different you know it's different but you're not sure why yeah it's it's a lot more subtle uh the difference between the blanco and this is a lot more subtle than you'd get from say you know, uh, Don, uh, standardized like Don Julio Blanco than the right. rapper. Right. You could go right, boom, that's it. But th this is yeah. a lot more, a lot more salty to her. Well, you know, it's it's almost as if the wood has has rounded out the edges. It actually has, you know, whatever rough edges you feel that the the silver has, the wood has kind of rounded it out a little bit. Mm. But in a very pleasant way. Uh, I, again, I think the silver would definitely stand up in any kind of a cocktail. Uh, yeah. if you know, if you're not sure how to use a bacanora, do what we used to do when we first got mescal onto the when it first came on. I remember Ron Cooper telling me, you know, how do you have this besides besides you know neat? And he says, float it on a margarita. So, you know, if you're so inclined, float it on a margarita. Oh, should we do that in the next hour? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I I love it in wood. Hmm. Yeah. I, don't often, I don't often say that about mescals in general. I like my the the, the the way the process of mescal and the different plants they're using, like tobala and madre couche and 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 barril. You know, they, I really like those unaged. Although I've had those aged um, before at lower ABVs, but I really, I I really like this as an aged. You know, uh, uh, as an aged agave spirit. I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I'm not, I didn't think I would. No, I'm. I think I'm going to go with the word perturbed for this because it's not something that I would. It's not something that I've said with regards to the Blanco. It's not something I would go, oh, there you, there you have. When it's smoky, I like my, my smoky and like paprika and right. cigars right. and things, right. but drinks, I'm always a bit. And I've had some that are smoky and I'm, they're, they're fine, and I've had some that's just, just far too much. Right. But like like the Blanco, uh, yeah, it's, I'm, it's like my brain's been put back a little bit yeah. off, you know, my yeah, vision's yeah. ghosting for all the, just like, oh, really? I didn't think you could get it like that because it's not, you know, there's so much flavor coming out of it. Yes. Including the smoke, you know, the yeah. smoke is there as a, as another one, as opposed to being prominent. Well, it's you know you're getting this spectrum, and it, the the only thing that the wood has actually done, and I, I see why they only did it for six months, is just mm. rounding out the edges, you know. Um, but it's adding an extra layer of of complexity, and and that and I've discovered that in mescals too, you know that. That the you know a great mescal you can drink out of your hat, you know what I mean. It didn't matter what vessel it was you were using, but when when they're when they're aged in wood, a good mescal you'll you will never lose its characteristics. The wood doesn't mask it so much as it no. adds an extra layer, you know. And and I think that's what what's happening here. I'm still getting the the coating of the of the smoke on my palate, you know, as as we go through this. Maybe I'm the one that's susceptible to that. But like I say, it, it's like a good cigar, you know. Once you've had a few puffs, you know, and mm. you're not maybe you're not drinking something with it, like a like a cafecito 
or 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 an añejo, you know, you're just you're just smoking on a cigar. You're gonna get that coating of the smoke in your palate. And it's almost like a, like a liquid cigar, almost. Yeah, and of course, like uh, the smell won't get stuck in your beard. Well, yeah, or like in your clothes, you know, right? I I, I see that, or in your hair, you know what I mean? You know, it, how how it's or your clothing. Like on a cold day, you're outside smoking in your coat. You know, you have. That's why we have smoking jackets. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Put that what on my wish think? list. What do you think? Yeah. I like that you're perturbed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know? Yeah. So. I like it, actually. I do too. I was very impressed. There, there are some mescals that I refuse to drink aged, you know, because I think you, mm. I think it's just not necessary. But with with uh, with uh, this bacanora, I think it, I think it really lends itself. Uh, so far that I can tell, other than the the lower ABV mescals that I've had that are aged in French oak, for instance, mm. like Scorpion has done that. Escorpion also their their other line. They're all like 40 ABV. Uh, some of them, the, one of the lines is a little higher, but but the that particular line I loved in French oak. But in regular oak, I'm really liking this this bacanora, this Pascola bacanora. Check it out. You're gonna you're gonna see a lot of. Mark my words, you're gonna be seeing a lot of this on the market very very shortly. Mm. Um, so, so I tried a few um, the London Tequila Fest. Well, it's now the Tequila and Mezcal Fest. Right. There's a there's a lot of Mezcals there, very high end artisan right. ones. Right. But um, there was really nothing, especially like in the last year, there was nothing there that really stood out. But when I met uh, Mel from Novel Spirits, he said he was there the year before, and um, I was there the year before. I don't particularly recall him. Don't particularly recall a lot. <laughs> but uh, he said he said uh, all these people like took it and they sampled it and they took his cards and I think all he said all, all he got was uh, a few more hits on Facebook. He said he got nothing from being there. And he said drinking that, I think, but maybe maybe he was just uh, a year ahead, a year too soon for it because that I can't see how that couldn't you know couldn't sell. Well, you know, the, here's the thing: every time there's a crisis of any sort. And, and right now, when you're watching this video, uh, we're filming this a couple of months before before the, the Pascola rolls out in the United States. Right now, we're in the middle of an agave crisis in tequila, and there's unrest in the mezcal industry right now. So as, as, as agave aficionados, as tequila aficionados, those of us who are, who are bored with the cookie-cutter flavor profiles of tequila, we're looking for the next best thing. So... People who know connoisseurs, collectors, people who just like authentic uh, Mexican spirits are looking for the next the next mm. thing, and, and I think <clears throat> Bacanora, Sotol, and other agave spirits are going to gain a foothold, more acceptance in the market when 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 there is a crisis, you know, because when when Mel you know was at the show a couple of years ago. Mm. Nobody was paying attention to an agave no. crisis. Mescal no. was was riding high, and and he he was just like you said he was early. He was ahead of his time. I guarantee you, 
once they roll out, if he does that next this sh the show this year, and hopefully you'll be able to cover that for us again this year, uh, he's going he's going to really get some some uh, uh, <clears throat> some notoriety because they I think uh, his importation company and and those of his parents, which is Novel Spirits, the United States version of of the importation company, is really poised to take a chunk of that market. And, and other agave spirits need to pick up the slack because, um, they, you know, you and me, when there's when when your te tequilas, your favorites, your go-tos are gone, what are you going to do? You, you yeah. Know, you're, you're just, you're either going to go to whiskey, especially in your case, you're either going to go to whiskey or you're going <laughs> to find the obscure, the more artisanal, the more, you know, yeah. the stuff that you yeah. remember old, old school tequila used to taste like. You know, or old school mm. agave spirits, and so that I think that's that's next on 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 the list. I, I think this is only I think the whole company is is um, ahead of its time, and and maybe they should. And, and what I really like is the fact that the UK, the European Union, uh, Europe in general, they understand the meaning of craft. They get it. You know. Um, even though, even though some whiskeys are mass produced and some scotches mm. are, are mass produced, but they also understand that there's a there's a craft involved. Well, and, there's a there's a history of tradition, isn't it? I mean, uh, you know, we would have been making whiskey for like a thousand years, or you know, yeah. when the Spaniards came over, they took the the pulque, didn't they? And went up. Oh, if you take that and then you distill it, so there's there's it's rooted, isn't it? It's rooted in the in the culture for yeah. it. Yeah, it, it's uh, it, it, you know the. From from beers to ciders to uh, you know uh, the, the UK gets it. The, the, you know I always say that Europe understands the meaning of craft and the meaning of, of a clean product. You know we see adulterated stuff in the U.S. and we see you know and, and, and in Mexico and other other countries you see adulterated spirits. But there's you know the Europe root. They get it. That's why there's. That's why the denomination, the origin, the idea, the whole model is based on the European French model of of terroir. You know, I mean, yeah. that's that's where they get it from. So, um, I think brand of promise nominee in that Bacanora category. I can't wait to, to taste what else the the company will bring to to the market. But I'm really enjoying this one. It's Pascola. I quite like the frosted bottle as well for this one. Yeah. It's a clear bottle on the blanco or yeah. the silver. Frosted bottle. I like that. That's a nice touch. Man. I do. I like it too. It gives a, a little bit of a of a, a nice, uh, 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 what do you call it? A, 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 a nice elegance to it. You know, it's a nice elegance to it. So, so yeah. So, congratulations to, to Novel Spirits. That's That'll be our take on the Pascola Bacanora reposado but stick with us because we're going to go we're going to dive deep into the añejo version that's coming yeah. shortly yeah. uh i'm mike morales here in san antonio that gentleman is felipe and you've been watching he's in the uk by the way you've in the watching, uk yeah. you've been watching sipping off the cuff on all of our channels if you're watching us on youtube don't forget to subscribe or if you're listening to us on, on blog talk radio subscribe to our podcast that's right you'll be able to hear felipe and his lovely brogue um <laughs> in out of out of your headset or even on alexa 
So that'll happen very shortly. Whatever you do, please uh, continue to follow us and tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely. I'm Mike Morales. I'm CEO of Tequila Aficionado Media. And I just wanted to thank you for watching Sipping Off the Cuff. We love doing these reviews for you. Now, if you're an Agave Spirits brand owner and you're watching this, there are three things that I'd like to talk to you about. Number one, if you'd like us to review your Agave Spirit on Sipping Off the Cuff, just send me an email, mike at tequilaaficionado.com. It won't cost you a dime, and I promise you'll get an honest review. Number two, if your brand has been nominated, past or present, as a brand of promise, we can help you promote your brand effectively and affordably over on the tequila PR side of things. Just email me, mike at tequilapr.com. And number three, if your brand has ever been a Brand of Promise nominee or a winner, you automatically qualify with us or to go with us on our next promotional tequila tour. So shoot me an email, tours at tequilaaficionado.com, and I'll send you all the details on our upcoming tequila tour. That's it. Thanks again for watching. Sip wisely.